Welcome to Real Talk, a podcast ministry from Trinity Lutheran Church in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Real Talk can be defined as talking candidly, openly, and honestly without fear of what others might think. Real Talk is a type of conversation we need in our world right now. So join us as we here at Trinity Lutheran Church talk about where faith and life intersect. Now that's some real talk. Welcome back to Real Talk, everyone. Uh, It is the Monday after Advent 4. We've just listened to the Christmas story from the Trinity Choir in the Cantata, and we are geared up and we're getting ready for Christmas Eve. So, yeah, it is Pastor Patrick. Yeah. Ashley Olson. I'm here. Heather Day. Hello. And me, Pastor Tom. Let's dig into Luke chapter 2. We're going to go verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This day, this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. All right, the Christmas story according to Luke. And just a reminder that you hear about the the three wise people, that's in Matthew. So we're sticking to Luke here uh, today. So we all know this text really well, don't we? Mm -hmm. It is the greatest tradition ever in our family. Um, It started when I first got married to Mary Beth. And her father would sit in front of the fireplace 
and we would all get to hear this story and then as the kids got a little older then there was some acting out of that mm -hmm. story there was some acting out before we actually had <laughs> the christmas pageants but yes then uh then it all became a a drama that would unfold with the children in costumes and and now it's just a little bit different you know once those kids grow up that story still has that same significance and now it's being moved into the next generation mm -hmm. <laughs> man reading it aloud i'm i'm reminded of the grammar in it like it's easy to trip over that's it feels almost um not foreign but it it, it feels like it's um like formal language or something and uh mm -hmm. i don't know what that did to me as i was reading it just yeah. now as the shepherds told them yeah that's just uh -huh, uh -huh. strange mm -hmm. But yeah, here we are, the powers that be decide we're going to tax all these people. And so y'all go back to your own place because we're going to, um, you know, have a little bit of a registration mm -hmm. <laughs> so that we can track you better. And, mm -hmm. you know, so that's kind of an interesting thing in the midst of the birth of Christ is the powers and principalities of the world still trying to have their way uh over um all the other folks in the area yeah and what i'm reminded of not just for taxation but it's also military presence right the romans and mm -hmm. uh their various provinces they needed to keep the appropriate amount of soldiers around to squash any uprising which for uh for that time uh year 70 when the temple is destroyed that that's from an uprising after jesus has died and was resurrected uh it's just a reminder like you said patrick of earthly powers trying to exert control and despite of that god still works through a little baby yeah thinking about this as like occupied land mm -hmm. you know, that yeah, that God still works mm -hmm. in the midst of that, which is great because sometimes I think it can feel overwhelming to think about the political situation around us, you know, now and at other times. And so to, it's good to be able to reflect on that and to be able to step back and say, okay, even now God is working. Even now God is working, even when we can't see it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, even now. Yeah, because I think too often we have this hallmark Norman Rockwell view of the Christmas story, mm -hmm. but it's a lot messier. And so is our life. And so is faith, right? Mm -hmm. Faith is a rich thing, but it's terribly messy. I found it fascinating reading it this time um, because we just had texts back in before Thanksgiving about who you say I am, you know, like, who am I, who mm -hmm. do you say I am with the Messiah talk. But here, like, even before Jesus was born, the angels named it. They named him the Messiah. 
-hmm. and it was spoken aloud to people. Um, so I, I just found that fascinating because we had just kind of studied that of who am I and here it's named. Mm -hmm. Well, right. And, and so kind of drawing that through, so it's the angel of the Lord who tells that to the shepherds who says, I'm bringing you good news of great joy. This is, you know, uh, born to you a savior who is the Messiah. And then later on, they go see Mary and Joseph and they made known what had been told them about this child. So they're telling Mary and Joseph that this is the Messiah. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. And so just thinking about this brand new teenage mother who, you know, already knew that there was a miraculous thing happening. Um, but then to hear it from other people and, mm -hmm. you know, you wonder if when an angel comes to her, does she feel like, am I crazy? What, <laughs> what's going on? But here's, you know, other people saying, no, 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 we heard that too. Mm -hmm. And so to ponder that, like, okay, what does that mean? What will this look like? What, how do I, how am I a mother to the Messiah? What, how, how does that even work? But I just, I, I love that line of she pondered them in her heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that whole scene starting off with do not be afraid, mm -hmm. you know, that's probably um, going to have to be repeated to us time and time again. It, it is every time an angel shows up on the scene and we have a theophany event, but um, when there's this thing that's going on that you know is so scary and 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 they name it each time, you know, do not be afraid because mm -hmm. this is good news. Mm. Mm. I also thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, the shepherds were told this great thing and they were going to let us go now to Bethlehem, but they went with haste. Mm -hmm. And so that's just interesting to me too. I'm always struck by verse 20. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This part of me is like, well, well, why weren't you the disciples? Like, why didn't you just stick around and help sweet little baby Jesus and then kind of be like Uncle Shepherd 1, 2, and 3? I don't know. <laughs> get, an, get the inside track on the Messiah. But I, what I like about that is that they went back into their everyday life uh, knowing that things were about to change and uh, or have changed and will continue to change with the birth of the Messiah. Wait, like the world is about to turn? Oh, no. Yeah, I keep bringing it back. <laughs> well, and I think the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. So part of them returning was already the beginning of sharing that good news you know they they heard it directly from the angels they saw baby jesus in person mm -hmm. and they were going back out um to share the good news in their in their normal job and in their normal life in their communities and mm -hmm. how powerful that would be that i heard this i saw this holy cow yeah you need to know it yeah because christmas eve sometimes turns into almost a rote experience right mm -hmm. we 
We know it's going to be crowded. It's going to be hot. We got to get there early <laughs> to save a few. Bring extra and coats. The kids are, you know, making somebody late. And and then you have that relative who shows up 10 minutes late. And you're trying, you know, all of that stuff. But it's really a magnificent sort of thing. You know, if if we can have that moment where where we feel those angels speaking to us in the midst of that worship. And, and we get to, um, you know, praise and glorify God as well in a moment like that. Um, it's so incredibly powerful. Um, I remember sitting at Trinity in Owatonna, Minnesota, uh, many, many years ago. And, and it was the first time um, we all got together as fam extended family and we got seats way in the back because that's when we got there. And, and, but just having that moment of realizing this is special. This is a mm -hmm. special moment and just trying to soak it all in. And I just came to tears just thinking about how thankful I am for for God, for this family, for this moment um, where it all kind of comes together and makes sense. Mm -hmm. And because it's such a family experience, it's interesting mm -hmm. sitting in worship. I often think something along those same lines that and on Christmas Eve worship, when it's dim and all that, you're sitting in that space being impacted very powerfully. And my mind is always like, this is the only time I will be sitting in this space with these exact people. Yeah. You know, like this will never happen again, you know, because your surroundings will always change. And so it's, it, yeah, it is a very powerful experience because you are gathered as that group mm -hmm. in that space at that exact moment, hearing those exact words and that won't happen again with that exact same group of people. So, mm -hmm. and yeah. then just wondering if you remembered to turn off the roaster before you <laughs> left the house. <laughs> yes, that too, I suppose. Okay, I'm having a thought here. Yeah. So, I'm I'm thinking about this and how I. Patrick talking about how it kind of becomes rote, right? Because it happens every year and, and so we know it so well. Um, and then to kind of step back and think how miraculous it is that like here's this incarnation of God in, in a baby. Um, but reading this, I think it's interesting because the angels say, you know, here's a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. But what does that mean to those shepherds? Because when they hear... Messiah and Lord, they, they still have that, I'm sure they have that image in their head of what they think a Messiah will be, you know, someone who's going to be all powerful and, you know, maybe this military leader lead the nation and expel the Romans and all of that, which is not what Jesus ends up being, right? Jesus mm -hmm. ends up being a very different kind of Messiah than they have in their mind. Mm -hmm. So just thinking about what, what are they expecting? when they, you know, when Mary ponders this in her heart, what, what is the picture that she has in her head about what's going to happen? Because they weren't expecting this, you know, savior who gets crucified and, um, 
you know, that, that wasn't the expectation. So, you know, we know that's coming, but they didn't know that was coming. Mm -hmm. They had a different picture in their head. So it kind of got the bait and switch. Uh, yeah. 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 Cause here's your Messiah, but like Peter slicing off the, uh, ear of the guy in the garden and, uh, Malthus, um, he thought it was a different messiah too even up to that moment he's yeah. thinking wait shouldn't we grab some weapons and and fight this because you can't be put to death um and that's kind of the interesting thing is mary's kind of gotten a little bit of a tutorial about what this is going to be mm -hmm. but even she like you said doesn't exactly know because they're all their prophecies are the Jewish scriptures that talk about Messiah in a totally different way. Uh -huh. So Pastor Patrick is going to preach on Christmas Eve. Pastor Patrick, what's jumping out at you? Well... <laughs> <laughs> I can't, written on I can't the 23rd. give that up yet because I haven't gotten there. Do you have a teaser? <laughs> Jesus was born. Jesus is born. <laughs> it's good news for all people. Mm -hmm. For all people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good, good news of great time. joy. For all the people. Mm -hmm. And again, did they interpret that in a different way? All people being... People like me versus all Gentiles and all people. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So Christmas Eve or Easter. Oh boy. Christmas Eve or Easter. Which is more important to you? Oh, to you. Ah! Oh. Oh. There you go. Have you ever pondered that? Well, so my question back is, are you talking about theologically or like personally, culturally? Uh-huh. Yeah, get out of your head and get into your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because cognitively we know that you know if if christ doesn't die for us um we're we're kind of out because mm -hmm. uh, we can't do it ourselves but if christ isn't born if god doesn't break into our world through this baby in bethlehem then we don't have easter either mm -hmm. that wouldn't even be an um, option yeah so um but yeah sorry there's really no answer to that but um you know it's just one of those things to just just ponder a little bit and treasure them in our hearts treasure it in your heart <laughs> i i think nostalgically i i like christmas eve better but i think what holds more weight during the rest of the year is easter because it, there's it's not just easter there's the whole there's all of holy week where you get to experience it in multiple facets in worship. And that, to me, carries me through the year, not just 
singing Silent Night and Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I think that recognizing that God comes to earth as a person of a you know low station and I think that that is a really um, great reminder um, just day by day that that you know God so loved the world right that not only did he send his son but like God became human and so understands all the things that we're going through and our you know, humanity, and that's a really comforting thought. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's part of what gets me about Christmas. It's just the incarnation, Jesus mm-hmm. as, or God as human and in a part of humanity. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that wraps it up for us here. Our final episode of season two for Real Talk. We hope to see you at church uh, on Christmas Eve, whatever service you're at. We look forward to seeing you. And of course, we've got those live streamed online as well. Merry Christmas, everyone.